1: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. DW, Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: It's time to play like a jet
0: with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did.
1: And if you like
0: people just abusing other humans, the Makai-Becton tape is for you.
1: Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70
0: yards.
1: Quick pass to Crowder, trying to get him out of
0: space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there.
2: A 69-yard touchdown. Darnold escapes, trying to buy himself some time. End zone! It's caught! Incredible play by Donald! He'll hit oh, immediately when he got the handoff. You know and it's the QA. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you.
3: From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at play like a jet one. And we are going to preview tonight's matchup between the Jets and the New England Patriots. Plus, we're going to answer some more of your mailbag questions with the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all of that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbly. Chris, the big news here, the injuries. There are some injuries to some very high-profile players on the Jets but We'll start with the guys that are questionable. Nathan Shepard is questionable. He'll play, but I don't know how much. And Even if he does, it's like if a tree falls in the forest. Connor McGovern is questionable, but he'll play. John Franklin Myers is questionable, but he'll play. Jamison Crowder, questionable but he'll play josh andrews is questionable and let's hope he doesn't play because if he does it's going to be really really ugly for joe flacco and i say joe flacco because sam donald is not going to play nor will sam ficken so sergio castillo this is your time to shine vincent smith the comeback tour has been cut short he's out so he was back for like a game or two i think not that he did anything and now he's out again and Williams will not play in this game. He's been easily the Jets' best player on defense and arguably their best player overall because Becton missed a few games, so if you factor all that in, but he will not play in this game. And then Blake Cashman and Trevon Wesco, two fantastic picks by Mike McCagnin. Both of them will not play.
2: Uh, I'm going to take umbrage with uh, what you said real quick before we get into this Uh best player on the team and I did not hear a sing single syllable along Brandon man
3: well maybe be it's here. because his name is braden man Chris
2: braden man. Braden man. hey man you know 2020 jets suck uh okay uh, yes Braden man but still hey I got the name wrong but you remember he he's he's the uh he's the best player on the team right now uh now I'm obviously being fascists. But, uh, yeah, so no Quinnen, obviously disappointment uh, because you you really starting to see him pick up uh, his play even more and uh, Jets fans are starting to come, come around. Okay, maybe this kid actually is good. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the timing of it really stinks. He was really building something there. Uh, but what you got to do? Uh, obviously, no Darnold. I, no matter how you look at it, this is a good thing, in my opinion. Uh, they shouldn't have even been trying to play him again. His shoulder is clearly not 100%. They are – this is beyond a lost season. There is no reason to be playing Sam Darnold unless he is 100%. Uh, and even then, you can make the case that you probably shouldn't bother playing him this year. And so and being out – it's a good thing. It's going to make for some awful watching of football because we have to watch Joe Flacco instead. And that leads me to Jameson Crowder. Cause he probably shouldn't even bother playing it. Hey, his, uh, the groin has been tricky dealing with him. Why are you going to bother sending him out against the Patriots with Joe Flacco? You're not going to win the game, but they're probably going to do it anyway. Um, but th- those are the, the big names you, you rattled off all the others. I mean, but Josh Andrews, Nathan Shepard, who really cares? Um, and it's obviously about Quinn and Sam Darnold not playing. <laughs> and uh, really what you have to look forward to is you get to watch uh, Makai Becton still. And you can watch Denzel Mims and hope to see him uh, running open routes. I don't expect you're going to see Joe Flacco finding him too much, but at least watch to see if he wins routes. And that's about it. That's Those are the two things that you're really going to be focusing on still I hope John Franklin Miles Bryce Huff can continue doing some things you know what it is this season is a is a mess so you just got to look for those lone bright spots
3: Chris prediction time if you were a betting man what would you be looking at in this game if you want to bet by the way you can do it at my bookie there's been so many things that you could bet on in 2020 so far the NBA bubble UFC Fight Island all the college and pro football and a lot of that stuff you can still bet on right now at my bookie make the right play and sign up today when you do use the promo code overtime and you'll get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand bucks terms are simple you put in 200 bucks they match you with another hundred you figure out the math and that's pretty much how it's going to go half of whatever you put in there up to a thousand bucks so the max would be 500 bucks if you put in a thousand if you were already planning to bet this season it's basically free money for you if you want to bet on the jets or the patriots you can do it any of the props or anything in the future you want to bet on the full slate of college games next week ...or the full slate of NFL games, go for it. The next UFC, you can bet on that too. It's all at my bookie. Remember, use the promo code OVERTIME and get your deposit matched halfway... ...all the way up to a 1000 bucks. So Chris, if you are looking to bet on tonight's game, the spread is 9.5 points. I would suspect a lot of that is because both Quinn and Williams and Sam Darnold are out. This is at home, which tells you something... ...because the Patriots have not played particularly well this season... And the Jets are still nine and a half point underdogs at home. I'm going to pick the Patriots to win, but not cover here. So I think that they're going to win this one by about a touchdown. I'm going to say the final score will be something along the lines of 20 to 13. I don't think there's going to be a lot of scoring on either end. Both teams' offenses have struggled mightily, and I expect that to continue to be the case. But I just think the Patriots' defense is too good, and especially with Sam Darnold out. I don't think Joe Flacco is going to be terrible, but I also don't think he's going to be much good. I don't think the Jets are going to move the ball a lot, especially in the second half. Maybe a little bit in the first, as we've seen the last few weeks. But I'm going to go with 20-13 to 13 as the final score, and New England gets back in the win column.
2: Yeah, I we don't normally go uh too deep in the weeds with me giving out gambling advice, but you just uh brought up a point here. Uh probably the smartest smartest way to bet this game is just kind of sit out the first half and then just bet all unders on Jets second half stuff. <laughs> that's that's probably uh, especially looking at the last couple of weeks, that's probably the way to do it. Just wait to the halftime and then just take everything Jets under for the second half. Um I would have no problem laying those points because I think the Patriots will that will cut, win and cover um, by double digits. I would also strongly recommend uh, the going ahead and taking some prop bets like Damian Harris' overs on rushing yards because no Quinn and Williams in there. Patriots have been running the ball pretty well. Uh, this Jets offense isn't going to test them or challenge them. I think that the – Patriots will stick with the ground game. Uh, They're they're a little bit of a volume thing there where they they get a certain amount of runs and they're going to start breaking through. No Quinn and Williams, I think they will break through on the Jets and this offense, Jets offense, won't be able to do anything about that. So they'll get all the carries. Go ahead uh, with some Damien Harris over rushing uh, there uh, is probably a good bet. But I, I think the Patriots win, and I think the Patriots cover the, by 17 points, something, 34, 10, something like that. I know that's 24 points, but, you know, math, who cares? <laughs> Getting Braden Mann's name wrong, not
3: being able to add properly. This is a banner day for Chris as we head into the mailbag, and we will start with this question which comes in from John Filippelli. He says, What positives can you take out of this terrible 2020 season? I know Becton is a big one, but besides him, what else can you say you're excited to see in 2021? So there's not a long list, but the good thing is there are some young players who have a chance to do well over the second half of this season. We've already seen Quinn and Williams take a major step forward, and John Franklin Myers has looked really good. So they have... Two guys up front that could be a nasty duo. You add a good edge rusher there and you're starting to build something. Makai Becton, as you said, is the obvious one. Denzel Mims has showed us something. He hasn't had enough time to really cook, but the first two games, he's had some nice catches and looked like a real receiver, which is nice considering that he missed all of training camp and the first six games, and everybody was saying that it was going to take him a while to get acclimated. He came right out of the gate and looked good, so that's a positive. And then the other positive, I would say we joked about it, but seriously, Braden Mann has been really good, not just as a punter. But he saved several touchdowns with great tackles. So he looks like he could be the answer at punter for the next 10 years or so. And I must reiterate this. For as much as we all joke about it, to get a punter in the sixth round that you think could be the solution for that long a period of time is a really good value pick. And I joked around about this on Twitter, but I'm 100% serious about it. Braidman is probably the best value the Jets have gotten out of a draft pick on day three since Quincy and Noonwa in 2014 which is nice for man, but it also tells you a lot about how the Jets have drafted the last few years.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but this this is why, uh, if you remember during the draft when they, they took him, I said, I'm a big fan of using those 6th, 7th round picks on something like this because you, it, now you don't have to worry about it for the next couple of years, assuming that he continues like this. It's just nice to be able to be like, okay, we have a puncher. Now I don't need to worry about it. And now you need to do the same thing with the kicker because you don't want to have to worry every season about it, but um, obviously Becton is the big one. I'm with you on Mims. I've honestly, I can't, especially with Joe Flacco at quarterback. I don't care what I see from Mims the rest of the season. I really don't at this point. I've I've seen enough that I can uh, already think, okay, that's a good piece going forward. If you, you know add some more offensive linemen, get a different quarterback and coach in here, then I I feel good uh, about con- counting on Mims as a piece moving forward. How, how good that piece is still needs to be determined, but I've seen enough that there's something there with that. I feel good about that. Um, so – Really, unfortunately, that's really all there is on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, I guess if you want to stretch, you could say George Fant's been better than we expected, but that's not going to be a long-term thing either. But with Fant and Becton, you you can just uh, – Joe Douglas can put most of his focus on uh, rebuilding the middle of the draft uh, – the middle of the line next year. So – using George Fant, You're like, okay, at least it's one step closer to having a full competent offensive line on defense. It's like you said, John Franklin Myers, uh, Bryce Huff have, have been the young guys really looking forward to. And then you got the other thing is, about this is a little tricky is <clears throat> Brian Poole is playing excellent. Again, uh, Marcus may since going back to fr- the free safety spot has been playing excellent again. Now, they're both on the last year of the deals, though. Or are they going to be coming back? Uh, you know, so I, I that they might not be here next year, so that doesn't do you any good. Um, so that that's really where we're at. Those are the the guys that have been playing well and that you would like uh, to build with, but we'll have to end up seeing in the off season what uh, types of contracts they're going to command and if they're going to be here. Uh, those two guys specifically, Poole and Marcus May. Are going to be here long term But otherwise Like I said Becton, Mims And you got Franklin Myers A Huff And Braden Mann And I got Braden Mann Name right That time
3: (laughs) That leads into Our next question Since you mentioned The possibility Of what the new coach Would do with Denzel Mims this one comes in from Joe Horning. He says, future scenario, it's 2021. The Jets have just hired Bill O'Brien as their new head coach. Chris Johnson's final move before Woody returns. The Johnsons try to spin it to the media and the fans. that O'Brien perpetually took the Texans to the playoffs. And it was just the bad GM who torpedoed O'Brien as coach. Joe, I only have one thing to say. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's some evil. That That is some evil to be putting on us. Uh, I mean, I, I, I was going to say, why do you hate us? Why, why do you hate all of us, uh, including yourself? Because, like, obviously you do not feel good about yourself sending that out, out there into the, you know, to put that thought out into the ether for it to possibly be realized one day. Um, I I totally get the the Jets fans' pessimism here, and to uh, be having fun with stuff like that. But oh man, Bill O'Brien, I, it's not going to happen. But uh, yeah, if if that happened, I I would have to find another way to uh, make money because uh, I'm I'm I can't I can't do this. I, I I can't do Bill O'Brien after Adam Gase. No, no, sir.
3: Next question comes in. From Michael 849 82197 or 867-5309 I don't know I tried to read it quickly he says with cab space next year who should the Jets look at which position at the top end of the draft and free agency how will Joe Douglas build this and let's combine that with Jim D who asks if the Jets can find an upgraded center do you think they would consider moving McGovern to guard next year I think as far as free agency in the draft, they're going to really look hard at the positions that they know they need the most, especially the premium positions. They're going to continue to try and build that line, get some more weapons at wide receiver, edge rushers, and corner. That's going to be where their energies are going to be focused. That doesn't mean that they're only going to be focused on those positions, but I think they'll take center stage. And as far as McGovern, yeah, absolutely. If the Jets get a really good center in the draft or free agency, I could 100% see the Jets moving McGovern to guard because he's got experience playing there. And you know that Alex Lewis won't be back next year. Greg Van Roten probably won't either. So with McGovern staying here, you have the flexibility to play him at either position if you find somebody better at center.
2: Yeah, I'll start there. If if they can find an upgrade at center because the has not, has been a disappointment. They will absolutely do that. And then sure, they'll give the governor a chance to earn one of those guard spots. Um, without a doubt, the probably I'd say the top of the list, a priority for Douglas is going to be the inside of that offensive line. Uh, he's, he will use free agency and the draft to try to uh, improve both of that, those areas uh, I, I would expect wide receiver to be a position that they try to look for in free agency. Free agency is going to be interesting this year too, because, you know, we have this conversation every year where people look at the available free agents and they get super excited about the big names on them only for, you know, a, a week before free agency to realize all those big free agents re-signed or uh, signed extensions with their teams. But this year might be different because of the cap situation, because of uh, so many teams that have been, like, pressed to the edge on the cap, and then if they have to, like, d- shave off $30 million, uh, on the cap next year that they weren't prepared to, teams might be forced to make some tough decisions and make some people go. I know someone like Kenny Galladay is a, is a name fans have been uh, clamoring for. The Lions are going to re-sign Kenny Galladay. I, I'm almost sure of it, but there could be others that could uh, shake free. I think someone like Juju Smith-Schuster, I I, I just, <clears throat> with all the other wide receiver talent they they have there, I don't see the Steelers re-signing him, so that would make a lot of sense. Um, but otherwise, yeah, they're going to be looking at that offensive line. They're going to look at the, the corner and secondary. Um <clears throat> especially we'll have to wait and see again what happens with Marcus Bay. Uh, you know, because another name I I should have mentioned uh, and the things to look for, young guys to look for, you know, Ashton Davis has started to get a little more playing time. He hasn't looked particularly great. He's been taking some bad angles. It's been a little rough, but being a a, a rookie safety is tough in this. He does still have a lot of range, so that's somebody to keep an eye out. Uh, to see how he plays down the stretch, but if they don't bring Marcus May back, then all of a sudden they got no safeties. So uh, that's going to be another position. <clears throat> and then uh, I was joking about you with uh, with this with you the other day. They uh, they absolutely need a a linebacker who can cover as well as uh, rush the passer. So they they need that upgrade to pass rush, and they need to find somebody in college you wanted to, uh, somebody in like the second third round that that can actually cover you know receivers line, uh, tight ends and running backs that that would be really nice for them
1: okay round 2 name something that's not boring a laundry ooh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
0: play like a jet play
3: like a jet next question comes in from Michael Christopher and it encompasses a bunch of what a lot of people have asked he says how disappointed would you be if the jets win one or two meaningless games and don't get Trevor Lawrence but wind up with Justin Fields instead do you think there's a big gap between the two and if you're picking second do you go Fields or trade back and keep Darnold a lot of people have been asking about the scenarios with Darnold so I'll start with this I think Trevor Lawrence is easily the number one guy in this draft. I have him above Justin Fields by a significant margin. However, I am confident in saying that if Trevor Lawrence was not in this draft, Justin Fields would be an easy number one. And I think most years he would be number one. Now, there's the obvious downsides. The system favors him, and a lot of times he's throwing a wide-open receivers, and so there's some things that you're not going to be able to see him do at Ohio State that you have to project to the NFL, but some of the throws Justin Fields makes, you can't teach that. It's just incredible how accurate he is. He can move in and out of the pocket, and I've said this before. My friend George Bremer, who covers the Colts and is an Ohio State guy, has said that he thinks... If Fields gets the right coaching, he could be like a jumbo-sized Kyler Murray. And you would sign up for that any day of the week. Had another big game against Rutgers, by the way. He went 24 of 28 for 314 yards and five touchdown passes, also ran for one. So he's got 12 touchdowns total, one rushing and 11 passing in three games. He's also been incredibly accurate. Now Rutgers clearly is not a top-of-the-line team, but still he's gone up against three teams in the conference and decimated all three. We'll see how he does in the bowl game when we get to that point. But he's looked very, very impressive. And while I would definitely be disappointed if they didn't get Lawrence, it isn't like Fields is some bad consolation prize. He's a likely franchise quarterback in his own right. And as I said, if you talk to people that are professional scouts or who do the draft stuff for a living, they will tell you that almost any other year, Fields would be number one. And I do think that if the Jets wind up with the second pick rather than the first pick which could happen because I don't think the Jaguars are going to win another game this season so if the Jets do end up winning one they're probably going to pick second if they win two they may pick second we'll see how the rest of this season shakes out but I do think Justin Fields will be the pick and they will move on from Darnold beyond that we'll have to see it's going to depend on how Darnold looks the rest of the season how the Jets offense looks with him how they project him with the new coach and that's another key factor here What does the new coach think it has to be understood that it's likely that whoever the new coach is is going to want his own new quarterback so that'll be a determining factor there too but yeah i think there's no question that if the jets pick first or second they're going to take lawrence or fields and while i would be disappointed i do think fields is going to be really really good so i would be happy to have him even though i would prefer trevor lawrence obviously
2: yeah i haven't done you know i've a full breakdown evaluation of these guys yet. So I, I, I can't give you a definitive how much I would uh, prefer Trevor Lawrence over Justin Fields, but uh, Trevor Lawrence is definitely QB one to me. And it's, it, it, there's, it's not that close, uh, but I, it, Justin Fields is a hell of a consolation prize. And especially at, at this point now, I've said this before. I, I, I am a little worried about just how easy everything is for him there. And I'm not saying that I think that he's not that good and everything's so easy. That's the only reason why he looks good. I just think when everything's that easy, I'm worried about the transition when all of a sudden everything's hard because no matter where you go, you can go to the most ideal situation. Uh, that Prescott rookie year situation, uh, and it's it's going to be insanely difficult compared to what justin fields has to deal with at ohio state where it's all just easy but watching him i've seen enough man i don't care like yes it's going to be a a little bit of struggle and an adjustment for him but he's he's got the skills and the ability that i i'm not worried this this kid can make the plays he can make the throws He, he seems uh I have smart enough IQ there and look through different stuff. Um, uh, what I will add here is honestly, uh, today uh, compared to a couple of weeks ago, go ahead, get, end up with the number three spot if you want, because the Zach Wilson kid from BYU, I'm, I'm, I'm un- incredibly intrigued as well. Uh, this is another one. I, I think there's going to be three top five quarterbacks in this year's draft. I need to do more, dig and watch more of Zach Wilson too, but he he is going to be really good. And I think that the Jets are taking one of those three quarterbacks almost no matter what. In large part, obviously, again, if they get the first pick, I think there'll be no questions asked. it will be Trevor Lawrence. Um, otherwise, it'll, it'll depend on who the coach is and what they like along with Joe Douglas but I I Think you're going to come away with the Quarterback from after this after this draft Is all said and done
3: should also Add Trey Lance into the mix we have no Idea what teams are going to think of him so there's A very real possibility that he goes In the top five or ten we'll see how the Rest of this shakes out right now it looks like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields Are your clear number one or number two If the Jets get one of those picks they're Going to pick one of those two guys Beyond that I think they still Could go quarterback, but it's going to depend where they would draft and how highly they think of those guys So something to keep your eye on As we continue through this season With the countdown to the draft Already in progress Connor Rogers joked with me a couple of days ago When he was on the show That he gets called earlier and earlier and earlier To come in and analyze this stuff From a Jets perspective And this year no exception So we'll have plenty of draft coverage here on the show Because as I said The way it's unfolded for the Jets in 2020 It's basically been nothing but a countdown to the the draft the entire season chris nimbley the owner the operator the lead reporter the whole shebang over at jets thanks so much for coming on as always really appreciate it i know you've got plenty up that people can read before the game today but you're going to have plenty up after the game as well so when they go to jets what are they going to see
2: yeah yeah A- after the game's where you see most of it like i i, I said on uh yesterday's pod that uh I kind of gave myself this week as the, this past week as the bye week. I wanted to stay completely off the internet for obvious reasons that are obvious. Um, So next week I'm going to have a bunch of stuff. I'm going to have uh, a a coach, an article on uh, who to start looking at coaching wise. I'm going to have uh, draft related stuff. I'm going to have uh, articles going through the roster. Uh, Basically, it's all going to be about future now I'm, I'm not focusing anything on this season you know maybe i'll do something on denzel mims at some point um maybe uh you know but makai beckton at some point just to highlight it but most of the coverage this year uh for the rest of this year is really going to be about what it means going forward a year and further
3: make sure that you follow chris on twitter at CNimbly and at jets insider read his very big deal work over at JetsInsider.com. if you haven't given us a five star review on itunes yet if you could go ahead and do that for us really appreciate it easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you can go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts, you know where to go that's turn on the jets digital and turn on the jets.com